In this video, we're going to talk about how to use the McClellan oscillator according to Tom McClellan. Now this indicator to the untrained eye is a little bit noisy, but Tom shows us a really great way of simplifying things and he breaks things down into a complex way of reading this indicator and also a simple way of reading it. And as you might imagine, the simple way is probably better because I like simple, don't you like simple? Okay, well, let's get into this. I believe a lot of Tom's work is really first-class charting material and Tom is actually a second-generation chartist. His parents invented the McClellan oscillator and they also wrote books on the material during the 1970s. In a nutshell, what this indicator does is it breaks down who is in charge of the market at any point in time. Is it the bulls or the bears? Now, if you just look at any one data point on this indicator, the information is actually not much use at all. What you want to do is you want to break things down using trend lines into what Tom calls simplifying the indicator. And you want to look at peaks and valleys and how the indicator behaves after it goes below zero. I'm going to show you exactly what I mean by this and how you can use this as part of your trading plan. And as always with any indicator, I recommend you don't use it as a standalone tool, but you use it as a combination with other indicators, for example, the 200-day moving average. So we've got the McClellan Oscillator here on TradingView.com. And the first thing I notice about this indicator is that it's based on the NYSE Composite Index. So it's not the spiders, it's not the S&P 500 or whichever other, you know, the Dow or anything like that. And the first thing I notice about this is that the NYSE actually did not make a new high like the S&P 500 did just a day ago. Uh, you can see you can see over on the right side of the screen here that the latest high of this was actually made at least a week earlier. Looks like it was on January 17th and uh, spiders made a high on just yesterday, which was February 6th. And near the bottom here in the yellow is the McClellan oscillator. And what Tom is talking about here is he's breaking it down into a simple way of reading it and a complex way of reading it. So the complex way of reading it is whenever it's above zero or below zero is, it, it is rather choppy, but he's saying that the bears or the bulls are in charge of the market basically based on which side of the zero line it's on, which this is a very difficult way of reading this indicator. And I have a feeling that this is the way that most people look at it kind of from an untrained eye. The next thing he does is he goes into what he calls a simple way of reading it, which is almost always the way that I favor the way doing things in trading is doing things a simple way. So I've drawn in a series of purple lines here, and these are can pretty much be treated like a trend line. And what you do is you start at a local extreme. So you want to have at least probably around 100 minimum of a reading. And you draw a trend line down to just follow the lower highs and you're going down to whenever this, whenever this trend line that I'm drawing, this purple line goes below zero, then that's when you stop drawing it. And then that's when the indicator performs a lot of its magic. So what you're looking for here is what is the market behavior as 
the yellow McClellan oscillator line comes back above zero after the trend line, after the purple trend line goes below zero. In the last couple of years, this indicator has been working extremely well, which I can tell you has not always been the case over the years. Probably the reason for that is that the markets are very bipolar these days. It's either heading straight up or straight down, and there's really no beating around the bush about it. One other thing I noticed, which is my own personal spin on it, is whether or not price is trending above or below the 200-day moving average, which is this uh, orange line I've drawn in here. So when it's trading below the line, the bullish breakouts of the indicator are a lot less reliable, and which is not a surprise at all, because a lot of indicators, you don't really want to take them too seriously when we're trading below the 200-day. When we're trading above the 200-day, however, uh, this is actually a tool that I really think you should add to your toolkit as a chartist. Let's look at this one example. Our first example here starts on April 5th, April 5th, 2019. And the trend I drew, this line, the purple line, goes all the way until early June 2019, which is right in the middle of a, a small correction. What happened here is in some time in May, the trend line that I drew went below the zero line on the McClellan oscillator. Then on right in the first week of June, it started popping up right above it. And what this is telling you is that this is a time when the market is breaking out and it's coming out of this consolidation period. We're still above the 200-day. It did break slightly below it, but that's not a big deal. It's not like over here back in uh, Q4 of 2018 where it's significantly below it and you got to take that into consideration. We had our breakout we had our breakout and as, as soon as it passed the zero line then this start off with the next wave of the uptrend which lasted until summer of 2019 after which we started drawing another line. This started chopping around later that summer and it broke out again and then came back below and the market was pretty much going sideways at that point but it got going again and that led to our next uptrend so so i think you can see how this roughly works is you want to use this simple way of reading the indicator you draw these you draw these trend lines and whenever they break out of the trend lines then that's bullish it's pretty straightforward my own personal spin on how I draw these lines is you want to make the lines where they're covering at a bare minimum one month of, of trading, preferably two or three. Because you can see here, you have opportunities where you can draw a peak to trough trend line, which is in a very tight window, but that's not really giving you a very reliable indicator of a breakout. At the time of recording this on February 7th, which is a Friday, 2020, we have a really nice one going on here. And as of yesterday's close on Thursday, it was actually a couple of points above zero on the McClellan oscillator, which it, it did go below it last week. And so you got to really pay attention here because you don't want to be hitting the button right as soon as you see a positive number because as of the open on Friday, February 7th, it went back down to about a negative 48 reading at the open. So all we're doing here is it's just a matter of time until this pops up back above zero. And as I mentioned earlier, the NYSE is consolidating. 
and it's not even making a new high at the same time that uh, the spies made a new high. So I'm not really sure the reason for that. I know the spies are market cap weighted. It's um, maybe if you know how how the NYSE is is summed up, maybe you can leave a comment below. But all it is right now is a waiting game. The other way of reading this indicator using the simple method is you look at when there's a peak and that peak will drop below zero and price is not falling at the time. And this is a little bit less reliable way of reading it. I really think this indicator is more meant for trading, a, like confirming a bottom. But you can also look at it in a way of like, a, if you've got, you can see there's a lot of times where there's a peak which drops down below zero on the McClellan oscillator and price will end up following it back down there. But if you backtest this method, it's much less reliable than the earlier method I just told you, which is, which is finding a bottom and reading a breakout. And at the moment, I'm mostly just following the charts here because if you try to follow the news, it's really just kind of makes your head spin. Like we've got a very dire situation going on in China right now. And we've also got the central banks of the world, mainly the Fed and the People's Bank of China, have both decided they're going to just keep pumping the market. So you got to, like you think about, you're, you're trying to weigh which one is more important because I think the, the economic impact of China, the current situation going on there, is really grossly being underestimated. But you've also got the government throwing in the kitchen sink, and you don't know which one is going to be stronger. So my strategy is I'm just going to look at the charts and look at things like this. I've got a few other things I look at, but I think at this point in time, you want to just try to follow the charts and just go with that. If you found this video valuable, please like, comment, and subscribe. My videos are usually not like this, but this will be part of a new playlist called how-to videos. Usually I'm more of like the giving you some info and a little bit of uh, life as a trader. But So thank you for watching and I'll see you in the next video. Look me up at clockworkcharts.com. I'd love to hear from you.